This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The DNVR Rockies podcast is brought to you by our friends at Green Mountain Dental Group. Located just 15 minutes outside of downtown Denver, they are the best damn family dentist in the metro area. They treat you like family. They know all about sports so they can talk to you about things you're familiar with and comfortable with to make your visit the best it can possibly be. A longtime sponsor of DNVR, helping them out is helping us out and it's helping you out because not only do you get world-class dentistry care, you also get hooked up with a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam today. So don't hesitate. If you need any dental work done, contact our friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use the promo code DNVR25 to get 25% off your entire purchase of that CBD infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life altering Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman, the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons. And Patrick, the Colorado Rockies, after a week of not having a general manager uh, and making several transactions, by the way, like which is like a whole interesting thing we can or can't get into. But Bill Schmidt, uh, as everyone who I've ever heard inside and around the organization has called him, and he's been the, the scouting vice president of scouting. He's been the head of drafts for the Rockies for the last 21 years, calls him Billy Schmidt. Everyone loves this guy, uh, a, a very affable person, but they did it. Patrick, they, they named a GM. They have one from now to the end of the season. And it's somebody that I think very few people are upset by. I mean, even if you don't think he's the perfect guy, it just seems like, okay, that works. <laughs> yeah, he, he fits the mold really nicely, uh, especially considering, as you said, I think, I think Bud Black was technically the interim to the interim GM. Uh, when, they go ahead, when they went ahead and made the call on Matt Adams, it was... I, who I think it was Nick Groke was like, hey, who who did this? Because you don't have anybody driving the bus. Who 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 made a right on 16th Street? Yeah. Uh, but Black's like, yeah, it's kind of was me. So uh, so I'm glad to see that. Yeah, Bill Schmidt, you know, not going to ruffle uh, any feathers. It uh, is, I think, a, an appointment more about the fact that again, this is a temporary position. This is interim, and you know, when when this year is said and done with, and they go and during the off season and they start hunting for. Uh, a better fit, the, the candidate that's going to, you know, be at the helm for the Rockies for the next five to 10 years, as it usually the that rain lasts. Uh, Bill can go back to doing his job and doing what he loves, which is scouting. Um, and whereas maybe there's some other candidates that you would, they would have potentially had to taken a step back and uh, they might not have wanted to do it. And, and rightfully so, Hey, now I've got GM experience. So I think he kind of ticks off those boxes and, uh, my my few interactions with with Billy Schmidt, you know, class act guy, uh, talked to him uh, towards the end of the 2019 season, 
and he just rattled off these names of guys who had had fantastic seasons under the radar in Grand Junction and Boise. Uh, guys from the, the 2019 draft class that that we've long seen knew about Brent Doyle, knew about Aaron Schunk, uh, Jacob Wallace to a degree, uh, since been traded to the Red Sox, but he knew about a lot of these other guys with Gavin Hollowell and Jacob Costi uh, Shock and uh, and so many other fantastic talents that you look and you go, all right, hey, this could be a guy to dream on a little bit. Maybe not a future All Star, but maybe a guy that goes and just contributes. And you say, yeah, this is this is an important cog in the machine. And so uh, Bill's got his hand in that with, with the draft and whatnot. And for everything that we've been talking about this off season, particularly if you, if you listen to Sunday's recap, you know, they're the Rockies are in, to some degree treading water. So you don't, you don't need a GM that's going to go ahead and uh, need to make a, this big trade here, or that big trade there. Potentially you do. And maybe that's what we talk about uh, for some of this episode about the trade of Trevor story. But uh, when that move was made and you go, you, you need somebody who is aware of the situation at the helm, whether he's done a good job in the past or not, you need somebody there in, in charge and in control of the situation. Even if it is Jeff Breidich, uh, you're going to need that guy there in a trade of Trevor story. And the fact that that guy is now gone, maybe that tells you all you need to know about what Bill Schmidt needs to do this year. It isn't going to be trading Trevor story because they're just going to offer him the qualifying offer. That's one of my takeaways. But uh, as far as Bill Schmidt, I, I think he's a good fit for what's needed right now. Maybe not exciting, but definitely not one that is going to, uh, uh, what do they say, upend the turnip cart? Yeah, that one. Yeah. You get, by the way, you're getting rave reviews in the comments. Emmanuel's digging your vibes. Uh, Wild the Innocent's digging the T-shirt with the Wichita wind surge. No, this is, is Denver Bears. It is? Oh, it is but Denver it Bears? Have- okay. I mean, I could only see the top half of it. So I thought I had assumed he was, he was actually, you know what, you know what? I, I, he's right. No, he, he is right. This is a Wichita wind shirt because again, he's, he's following along with our, uh, our buddy, Nathaniel sunshine. Uh, this is a project that I actually had, had worked on uh, at first about kind of the etymology and, and, uh, the, the range of the different franchises in minor league baseball. You know, of course we track it in major league baseball. We know the Baltimore Orioles were previously the St. Louis Browns and for a season, the Milwaukee Brewers uh, in the American league. Uh, but we don't do it for minor leagues. Well, the Denver bears moved to new Orleans, became the new Orleans Zephyrs or the Denver bears became the Denver Zephyrs, new Orleans Zephyrs, new Orleans baby cakes. And then they moved to Wichita, Kansas, where they were demoted to double a oh. Texas league. So yes, this is this Denver Bears T-shirt mm-hmm. is a Wichita wins wind surge shirt. As Love well. it. Uh, so yeah, a few, a few things here on Bill Schmidt. Uh, I agree, actually, with your assessment. I don't think it means they absolutely aren't going to trade Trevor Story, but I, I do agree that if you were putting a guy into this job to wheel and deal at the deadline, make a lot of moves, instigate a rebuild starting right now. Uh, this wouldn't be the guy. There were other guys inside the organization who made better sense to do that. You could have gone with a, a Zach Rosenthal or a John Weil who were very good at doing those kinds of things and surveying the rest of the league and you know where Bill Schmidt tends to have his mind, as you mentioned, on the younger players, both in the Rockies organization and throughout. You know, he, he's really looking on and, and even at that that next level down through like high school and college ranks. Again, he's been in charge of the draft. And so, you know, I, again, I I think it still could be the, I don't think it precludes anything, but I I agree with your reading of the tea leaves on that, that uh, Bill Schmidt is a more 
you know, probably going to ride this thing out, uh, see what happens, invest in the young guys type of option. But I also agree with another thing that you you said in there, and I've actually had this suggested to me by multiple sources at this point, that this more or less is slam dunk now at this point, that the Rockies will be going outside of the organization for their next GM. That doesn't automatically mean that the next GM is going to be great and awesome and good. They're We've all seen Ruben, Ruben Amaro Jr.'s name floating around out there. And so that's a reminder that just outside doesn't necessarily mean better. But um, I've heard privately and, and even publicly, Patrick Saunders said he believes that the Rockies are going to be going outside the organization now. So for the people who've been banging that on that drum for over a decade, <laughs> uh, you know, going back into the Dan O'Dowd years, it looks like you're going to get at least part of your wish and so that's potentially good news. Again, I, I've always said, you know, you still got to get the right guy. It's not a slam dunk just because you went outside the organization. And you do want some continuity with hopefully Zach Rosenthal, at the very least, is still an analytically minded guy who is around, who can help with the Coors Field problem. But some of the other names that have been floated, like Thad Levine, do get you excited. So, um, and Patrick, I want you to jump in on all of that, and I'll throw this one last nugget at you for, for you to re react to all of the other things, is that I'm hearing more and more, and and I, I even read, now i got to remember where I read, was it in, uh, it might have been speculation again from Saunders or Harding, but that this president of baseball operations position is sounding very much like a, a possibility. Like, basically, what I'm hearing is if the team feels like they've got the right guy for the job, that they're not just going to stop, stop at the next GM, that there's also going to be a kind of triangle of decision makers here. Uh, one guy sort of with equal footing, you hope, with Greg Fiesel as the team president focused on the business side, a baseball operations person who's trying to do everything they can to get the business people to let them do what the GM wants to do, essentially. But that, that could be really interesting uh, if they go that way. So. A lot of potential here for the Rockies to do well, a lot of potential for them to fall short of what this could be. For sure. It's, you know, that's the typical way this, this triumvirate as, as you described, it is very typical in major league baseball. Um, a lot of times, you know, you, you, you don't hear about the owner injecting themselves uh, in, in their corner of the triangle, but at the same time, that's just because look, they lay it down. They say, here's what we have to spend. Here's what we're, we're going to do and make it work within those constraints. So I think that's typical. And I think, yeah, again, that just reduces the impact of Dick Monfort, who has essentially said himself like, yeah, I've, I've did the job as the team president and it was really hard. Uh, we've seen the memes about Dick Monfort baseball man. So it's, to he, to it's challenging. Actually, no one's it. done it. No one can do that. You can't. And no. right. And that he's again, remains to be seen. It's, it's like, um, I'm trying to think of a, a great example. I don't know. It's like giving your, uh, your video game system to your little brother when you've moved on to a new one, right. Or your little sister. And then you decide, Oh, actually I, I want to go back and play those games. You know, it's like, it's, it's on you to let them have that now. Uh, and, and so he's saying like, okay, I'm going to give the video game system to Greg Fiesel and the new GM and whoever's, but then he has to, he has to do it. It's one it's two completely different things. Right. Uh, but yeah, all the comments, the, those recent ones, like you said about him admitting basically like, yeah, that job is really hard. And like, I'm glad somebody else is going to be doing it now. It's like, are they, you're going to let them do it. That'd be great. That's 
phenomenal news. And that's that's the upside, right? That's happen, that's yeah. the best hope. And and this is something that we've discussed a lot. And I don't know in, in how much detail is this idea that you know just bringing in fresh blood is going to do some positives. Now it might be enough positives where they make the playoffs once in the next five to seven year span, and the organization learns something from it. Now, to me, that would be a failure overall, right? You want there to be more than that. You want there to be two playoff appearances every five to six years rather than one every seven. And, and you want there to be analytics department. Again, there's nothing wrong with thinking that that's realistic, right? To, to say, hey, more consistent winning, a better game plan, great analytics department, a farm system that continually churches things out. There's a game plan um, that can be achieved, right? It's, it's been laid out, you know, a lot. And even just having somebody new in there is going to tick off some of those boxes, right? It's going to check those boxes and you go, Hey, that was an improvement, but it wasn't the best one that it can be. And, and the, the best way you can go about having the best possible outcome is having Dick Monfort stepping back. And that's where, for me, I worry that it's not going to end up being the best case scenario. No matter who you hire, Dick Monfort has to step back. When we talked about it this offseason and, and Theo Epstein stepped aside from the Chicago Cubs, I said, is it the Rockies that are interviewing Theo Epstein or is it Theo Epstein interviewing the Rockies? Because Theo Epstein can make the Rockies this perennial contender for the next decade if Dick Monfort is not doing Dick Monfort things. If Dick Monfort is the owner versus Dick Monfort, the baseball man. And so that's the best case scenario. We can all agree. Let Theo run it. I and think Theo could do it even does. if Dick didn't step aside and only but I like maybe, I think Theo's one of those maybe, guys who could actually succeed even under these circumstances. But I get wrong. what you're saying, right? You're not wrong, right? I mean obviously it makes it harder and that's why he would say no. That's why right. he wouldn't do that. <laughs> right. But, but you're right. I right. think he actually could be uh, in yeah. those con in that confined space, figure out how to make it work. But we just know Dick's going to be hands-on, and that's going to, unfortunately, well, maybe not get the best out of it. Still going to be good. We know yeah. it's going to still be good just because it's something new. Right. It's from outside the organization. Right. But it, it's unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be the best. Uh, but but here's the other thing I'll say about that, because I, I, I don't know whether or not it's going to be the best, but I think it's going to be much different than that. And I also think that it's, uh, you know, I, I've seen some people out there on, on Twitter and in, in certain, you know, areas talking about, like, Dick Mumford is this like puppet master or something like he said, like he's going to have his hands in things. It's like he absolutely meddles. But the idea of him as a puppet master is quite frankly, very, very silly. He is not involved in the day-to-day -day operations of the Colorado Rockies. The overwhelming number of baseball moves that are made under his watch were made by his previous two GMs. Uh, like if you've ever mentioned the dollar per war, of, of Jeff Breidich's tenure, if you've ever talked about the $300 million he spent in free agency and the negative war that- So technically it isn't that, million dollars per war because it's or, negative. It's more of <laughs> yeah, right. something um, that we've never seen before. Right. Those those were all Jeff Breidich decisions. Uh, you know, there, there are a handful of times he does get involved. Unfortunately, the, the times when Monfort does get involved, they tend to be on the big things like, we have to get rid of Nolan Arenado because we're paying him too much and I don't have any money anymore and he's making me mad and I don't know how else to fix it and I'm just, just do it. So like that, you know, that, that that's kind of franchise shifting stuff. But especially if you, if you look back at like the beginning of Breidich's tenure, 
at the very least, you know, this is what I expect to see out of, uh, for now, you know, Bill Schmidt, they, they, they've got stuff to figure out. But once they hire the new guy, you know, it's that team was made in Jeff Breidich's image. There, there's no doubt about that. Like as much as, yeah, Dick Mumford had some hands in massaging a little bit of, hey, you've got this much money to spend or maybe don't trade a, the face of the franchise. He kind of did that in, in 2019 in his mind. But other than that, a team is made in Jeff Breidich's image. He he decided the guys he was going to go out and supplement around what was there. And almost none of them worked out, right? But that, again, I, I, I think it's a misnomer to think that Breidich is constantly involved. It's just that when Monfort. Breidich, goodness Monfort gracious, Monfort is no longer yeah. at all involved. Yeah. Monfort is not involved in the day-to-day operations of the Colorado Rockies. Correct. Despite yeah. the fact that he's sitting behind home plate all the time. Um, he's know, he's not stuff. the one tapping his right he's, elbow, right? Saying who's coming out of the bullpen next, right? Right, and he's not calling the manager or the GM every day and saying, "I need you to do this, I need you to do that." None of that stuff. It's when the big thing comes up, and the decision does get to his desk. Yes, he makes the wrong decision uh, most of the time, and and that's still a problem. But it's a fine line to draw because I think you're right. Like those problems will still continue to exist, but. Whoever the next GM is, is going to reshape this team how they want, at least for those first couple of years. And then it becomes uh, a matter of, is it working or not? And will the owner start to get, you know, back heavily involved again? But I I think for a little while, you're going to have that honeymoon period. So again, it really matters who they get. We're going to be diving into, you know, a bunch of candidates because uh, there's a huge difference between Thad Levine and Ruben Amaro Jr. <laughs> there's a a massive difference between those two people. And the worst you... part, and the worst part might be one of them is chomping at the bit to have this job, and the other one is saying, um, "No, I'm I'm pretty good where I'm at. I think I'm in a better spot." And it's it's not the ones you want. It, the one you uh, want to to be in a good spot to accept is not the one who's going to, unfortunately. We'll we'll see what happens, we especially see, yeah. once that uh the the baseball the president of baseball operations gets it. Because once that and I got to do ad read here in just a second, we're just having such, such a great conversation. But um, I think that's the other great little ace up their sleeve that they can throw at somebody like a Thad Levine. It's like, well, what does it, why why would he leave Minnesota for like what's the upside there are they going to pay him more money does that seem like a dick monford thing to do competitively sure but much more eh, maybe you know we'll see him moving different but a title bump a little more power a little uh, a president of baseball operations gig could lure a more quality uh person away and and i would i would like to see them do that but yeah just not ruben tomorrow like, you said, like no. you said there's you know you hope they don't end up just having to take whoever wants the job that they can entice some smart people to say yeah no i can fix this and that they will have especially if they hear it after if they hear what you're saying from candidate after candidate yeah i'll take the job but dick i can't have you vetoing trades i can't have you telling me i've got to move the best player off the team because of financial restrictions i'll do other stuff but i'm not doing that taking the fall for that if he hears that over and over again maybe i see uh <laughs> i see i see in and dick monfort the uh the the kid you've been telling to, to clean his room or do dishes over and over and over again he absolutely won't and then the one time he starts to do it you don't want to yell at him for oh oh look, oh look at you finally cleaning your room right it's like he's hiring a team president he's going outside the organization it's like hey buddy 
There you go. He's still chewing on the walls. Just, uh, you know. He still sucks his thumb. But you know what? <laughs> He's finally cleaning his room like we I'm, asked. I'm saying. <laughs> and and you got to encourage that and go and, and leave room to say, you know what? Maybe he is learning. I always, and that's just a thing of mine in life. Too slow. That's the problem. And, and, and I get it. Fans are really and, frustrated. And it's too slow. Look, look, I get it, but that's that's tough in life, man. That that's tough to just say yeah. no. Like, figure it out at my pace. Like, and and when people are learning, and I feel it. Like this happens with like gatekeeping in sports, right? With like when someone wants to learn about soccer, and fans, but like, you don't even know what the rules are. You're a, you know, it's like when someone is learning about why it like if Dick Monfort came out and said something positive, encouraging about uh, streaming, for example, you know, just some tech thing. Yeah. I, I oh, would have that. Tech thing. Gut, some tech, tech thing. thing. That, tech you said the bar low, but thing, go ahead. Go bro. ahead. But you, you know what I mean? Low. Yeah. I would have that guttural reaction. Like a lot of people that goes, does he really know what he's talking about? Or is he just like, trying guys, to play? The and, stylus for the iPad and, is not great. You're like, <laughs> All right, all right, Dick, we hear you. All you right. know, there, there, yeah, you. I, there, there's a party that has to go, you know what? You, you've got to leave the room there for when people are showing you a willingness to meet you halfway, you know? And and I'm seeing more of it than I've ever seen from the owner of this franchise who's going to own the team forever. And so there's a part of me that, yeah, just wants to go, okay. Everyone encourage that and encourage it more and continue to send the messages. And this is not the time to stop emailing Dick Monfort, by the way. That was some weird emphasis I just did. Emailing. Keep sending them in, but encouraging stuff. Great to see you hired a team president. Very excited about the direction of the team. I'd love to see some of these guys from outside of the yard. Anyone but Ruben Amaro. Pretty much. <laughs> I, I, you know, I... I don't think the Rockies can win a World Series with him at the helm. We've we've talked about this off air ad nauseum, and, I, I just, and you know what? Maybe this helps, uh, Drew. Let me say it because maybe this helps, right? Dick Monfort listened to the fans. They said, "No Breidich, we need a team president." He went and did it. That was good, right? Fans also, you know, wanted the All Star Game and came around, saw an opportunity, swooped in, got it. Fantastic. So he's listening, like you said. There is that growth. But for the Rockies, in, in order for them to win a World Series, right, out, outside of having a little bit of luck thrown their way, they need to get a lot of things right with, with drafting and developing, the international market, signing guys to long-term extensions while they're young and affordable. They need to get involved in trades. They, they need to do – they almost need to do everything right. And with just, just looking at the analytics department, they don't have that. They, they can't do it. And that department needs to be going strong for a while. Like just having one isn't the success. It's having a competent one and they don't have that. So they are, they're almost a decade behind. And that is, that's a hard thing. So anyone new coming in is going to say, look, we need to overhaul everything. And you go, yeah, this guy's got a great plan. Is Dick Monfort going to be okay with someone else overhauling his entire organization? If he says no, then you're not getting what you think you're getting when you bring in a Thad Levine or Josh Burns or somebody else like that. That's that's well, the issue I all, have. That's so, my worry. Okay. So first of all, I think he could say yes to that. But second of all, you you know, I just I just fundamentally disagree with you. I just don't think that's the only way to win. And 
you know, I, I, I see the same question. You know, there are half the teams it's in the baseball to haven't even played for the, according to you and some you, other no, no. people, I Would don't Would you admit I don't that, that that is the no, best way? No, it's not, no, I'm no. not saying it isn't the only way. No, having an you analytics say it's department. the best way to no, win. you have to have an analytics department. Okay. Absolutely. All the other okay. stuff you said was, was more specific, but yes, you have to have a quality analytics department and especially here. But the thing is laying out, if they don't do exactly all these things, then they're never going to win a world series. That's just too much for me. And the other thing is there are just too many other franchises. It's like you could say the exact same thing about the Cincinnati Reds or the Seattle Mariners or the Miami Marlins or a bunch of other teams that haven't played for the World Series in Baltimore Orioles, the Kansas City Royals, except they actually managed to win it. But with a bunch of people where they said they didn't they weren't an analytically driven team and the analytics community hated that the Kansas City Royals won that World Series. So it's like. Again, like you can go back at like to these other teams that haven't even played for one. The Blue Jays. There's I, I don't have the list in front of me. There's a lot of teams that haven't won a World Series in my lifetime. And so to say, well, the Rockies are never gonna win a World Series, it's like, well, okay, that's probably I mean, maybe true, and it's probably true of a lot of teams over the next 10, 15 years. And it's some of it does have to do with their I wouldn't owners. say that about every single team, you know. I wouldn't I, say that about this team. I don't think it's a fair statement to say about anything. This team almost won a World Series. This team would have won a World Series with Dick Monfort as their owner if they hadn't had a nine-game layoff in 2007. So, And if they didn't no. win 21 of 22 games, they wouldn't have gotten to the World Series either. Because That's another the best team in the National League, according to all the advanced statistics. That's why they won all those baseball games. So, again, we they were so unlucky early in the year. That's the only reason they needed to win those games at the end of the year. We can do that dance all day. But telling me that they only got there because their luck is just nonsense. Like, no, that's just not how it works. As our buddy Drew Goodman it's likes not a to winning say, your record are. Yeah, it's not okay. a winning recipe. And, and, like, you, yeah. would, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't plan to say, hey, guys. We're gonna we're gonna make it come down to the you know two weeks until the end of the season and be this many games. Obviously not. And all I'm saying as far as like, hey, here's the best way to go about it is again, this is just what the industry standard is now, to, to me, do these things. There's just a huge gap between this is the best way to go about it and you'll never win unless you're doing it this way. Those are two. You're right. There there is. I'm not gonna say some contradiction in that because you can still win it. You are right. But I I, mean, I think Royals it's crazy. It. I think it's crazy to say that the plan that's been laid out and the, the plan that I think the other, many of the other 29 teams strive for is not the best plan because the other 29 teams strive for that. The Rockies, all other 29 teams do have their the exact own same plan. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's right. I don't, they I don't try to, they definitely aim to do that. The exact same thing. I, we, okay. We're getting way too into the weeds. Baseball here. I don't is think, a copycat I'll, league. Uh, much I don't like think the 29 NFL. teams in baseball are trying to build their team the exact same way. I mean, there's just a lot of variance in, in how teams are building. That's there. There's a whole lot of ways to dig in. Not that, quite literally. Right? I just mean, those, those major 10 posts, as far as analytics, development, international market trades, all those things. And, and unfortunately the Rockies have been, I mean, those been are just too insular on those things. I mean, again, that's that a lot of that particularness has to do with the last guy who was GM. Like, if you, again, it gets it, it ties the owner in. It's what, hard. What you, it's a are, hard conversation. You, are you talking about making a certain number of trades or just making good trades? Because obviously, making good trades is a part of the blueprint of every good baseball. Team. That, yeah, that's all, say, that, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Well, yeah, it's not like the Rockies deal. have ever had a philosophy against making good trades. But that's, yet they they haven't done it. No, no. Obviously, I'm, I'm again. I'm 
this isn't, but, but we do know Dick Monfort has meddled and has, has gone in and, and stepped out on, on certain trades that would have improved the club. I'm just saying with it, with the right person in charge, being able to do things somewhat carte blanche, you have a much greater chance. Again, who would you trust? Thad Levine, a guy who, you know, you haven't necessarily studied his track record, right? I haven't, but you know what he's done, taking a, a hundred loss team uh, to a hundred win team or last place to first place. He's been able to do that and, and made the twins an interesting club. Who would you rather trust as, as the archetype, an architect of uh, a, a team that could be a perennial postseason contender, which typically translates into a world series. Would you be more inclined to trust Thad Levine or Dick Monfort in the way that he's gone about his business? Well, Maybe a little apples and oranges. Levine. That's not, right. I mean, obviously like nobody's, that's the thing is like, nobody's arguing the extreme other side that, Oh, just let Dick Monfort do everything. Nobody, no, nobody wants right. that. Right. Uh, what I'm saying is Dick Monfort does have a track record of getting hands off at least for long periods of time before he gets back in and medals. Like he doesn't medal as often as Artie Moreno does for the angels. Like, you know, it's, it's a different true. type Very of meddling, you know? And, and so again, for, for me, it, it really j does just come down to the framing of it. And uh, I don't think, and hopefully moving it's forward, it's going to that. matter less and less who the actual owner is, uh, you know, especially with this restructuring of the front office, which entirely right. remains to be seen what impact that is. The one thing that seems illogical to me is to suggest that the restructuring of the front office will have no impact on Dick Monfort's role as an owner, because if it was going to have no impact, nothing would have changed. He would have left himself in charge of those things. I he disagree. wouldn't have brought in. Uh, uh, okay. I think I mean, it's more of a okay, PR. But I've, it was a lot uh, of it was a PR I, I just, move of Breidich stepping aside. I, I will say I've also replace. got, I mean, I've got multiple sources on this as well that, that, and he said some stuff pub publicly. This is about Monfort stepping away and putting, and particularly so, with Greg so. Fiesel and Bill Schmidt right now, two of the people that he trusts the most. The last thing that Dick Monfort stepped fully away from was when he used to meddle constantly in the draft. at the, uh, And it was yeah. particularly uh. bad from like 2005 to 2009, right? And he basically was convinced uh, to stop doing that and hand it over uh, to Bill Schmidt and just let him take who he was going to take. He hasn't meddled in the draft for 10 years. And yeah, there's been a Riley Pint here or there, the one in particular. But the drafts have been much, much better. And he has actually stepped aside and let Bill Schmidt do his job. And so, you know, so the idea that he might step aside and let Bill Schmidt do his job is actually not so bananas wild because he's actually done it before, you know. So there again, is hope. I, I, I have that hope too. I have that hope it, too. But Drew. it just, I, don't I just don't know what's going to happen. Why logically would an Until owner hire a team president and then just continue to do exactly what he was doing before? Why? I can't give him that. You, you, you said it before I did this offseason about not giving the front office and Dick Monfort the benefit of the doubt. I can't no, no, give no, him no. the benefit Bene of the doubt. No, no, no. Benefit, of the doubt. benefit of the doubt only comes when you've got conflicting information. This is assuming the worst. There's a difference between benefit of the doubt and assuming the worst. Assuming I need he's to see not it. I need to, to see something. him step away in order to know that it's going to happen. You 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 might say that there's a I mean, triumvirate and there's a shift for years in the front at a time. So you might not know until five years from now. Are you going to spend the next five years going, "Hey, we don't know," because Dick Monfort could jump in at any time? I mean, the, the restructuring of the front office means zero. Why again? At what, the top why of this restructuring is Dick Monfort. At the top of the restructure is Dick Monfort. Well, mainly because he lost over a hundred million dollars last year. Uh, he just traded away his best player. 
His general manager resigned. Uh, that may or may not have been a, a shock to him coming uh, when it did 13 uh, days into the season, 13 games into the season. And he's, you know, might be hemorrhaging money. So to me, I have my reasons for why. What are his motives? Here's what I think could be his motives. You're right. I'll never know them. But I think it's foolish to say, I, you know, everyone should sit on those opinions or those thoughts to say, well, these things are logical. What I'm saying isn't illogical. I know you're not saying that. Uh, you're just, you just don't agree. And, that, and that's fine. I have the same hope that you do. But until, you know, un, until sometime, and, and again, there's going to be a honeymoon period. And we, you know, we have to do that. We, ha we have to wait and see what the next GM. That's also a frustrating element too, unfortunately. And again, not necessarily Dick Monfort's fault, but you say, so the Rockies still have to wait for their GM. And then it won't be until October or September, October of 2022 that that GM has now been at the helm for a year that maybe you can start, you know, breathing a sigh of relief. It sucks. It sucks for the fans. And, and I just don't agree. I don't, that's how some of y'all are going to feel. And if that's how y'all are going to feel, go right on ahead. I've breathed a huge sigh of relief. And I know a bunch of other people have as well, because I just don't see a it's single reason. It's just, it's it's just it just I feel doesn't make saying, any though. sense to me that he would have gone all this time and resisted this move to do this and then done it at this time only so that he continued can continue to have the exact same amount of uh, exertion over baseball decisions. That doesn't make any decision to me. Everything they've said publicly, everything that I've heard privately, and the fact that they've created the position at all, all point in the direction that he's going to be making fewer baseball decisions. Now I said earlier, again, I made the video game analogy about he has to commit to that and he can't just come back and try to and take see, it that's away from the his part brother. that I, that's the but, part that's frustrating is that, but it, again, it sounds like what you're that's saying not benefit is, of the doubt. That's what it sounds like. What you're saying is Dick Monfort decided I'm going to flip this switch and I'm going to turn no, it off. No, 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 no. That's what it come sounds on, we know a little that's bit like people. We know that's not how people work, but I would think, uh, to the counterpoint, I think it's absolutely foolish to see all of the changes that have happened in the last couple of weeks and say, no, nah, Dick Monfort's still the exact same guy he's always been. Like, I'm sorry, no. He's not the exact same guy he's always been. If he would have, none of these things would have happened. The old Dick Monfort doesn't do any of this. Even if it's for the most cynical PR reasons, which I don't buy, frankly, but even if it is, even that is a step toward him caring about that's public relations. I yeah. agree. Even that is that, a good but, thing. But I don't, but I, yeah. again, I, but I don't buy that that's the reason. He he started caring about PR a week and a half ago. He did this to placate people on Twitter. $100 oh. million. Dollars. He's paying the card that's, $50 that's, million. Dollars. That's a pretty good reason to go, dude, I need to change what I'm, I need to change I, how I do my business. And I do believe pandemic when Dick Monfort talks to himself, back. he says, dude, I do believe that. Dude, he calls himself dude. With, yeah, she goes, Absolutely. dude. And maybe he even says, dude, Monfort. It's hard to know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I just, yeah. I, again, I, I, I'm kind of, I'm with Justin here in the comments. If he's hemorrhaging money that much, I don't think he's creating these new positions where he's hiring people. Uh, you know, the baseball ops thing. Again, I, like we know he he didn't have an he in his mind didn't have how much money do you think a general for, how do you much do you think Greg Fiesel uh, got as a raise? How I mean, much again, do you think to, Bill to Monfort is? again to Monfort? Yes, that matters. Those are those are the kinds of things. No, no, no. I promise you is he someone is hemorrhaging those money. Kinds of money that, he's that hemorrhaging a hundred Justin, I hear you. Um he he lost a hundred and fifty million dollars in the last calendar year, essentially. 
we're talking one to two million dollars of a raise to get, to hire these people. He makes that back in in two days of filling out Coors Field with fans. Then again, if those fans are pissed because there's no GM or the GM is who traded Nolan Arenado and there's issues in the front office. You're going to lose that 2 million. So you know what? In the PR just, department, that's I a good investment. There's just no way that hiring Greg Fiesel as team president recoups money lost from a global pandemic. He, but he a, what I'm saying is $150 million isn't even close to the maybe no, $2 million. I, 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 no, I, so, I, I, I see what you're saying there, but yeah, I, and you. I agree with you at the same time. I am 100% certain that he haggles over that crap. I, I, I am certain of it. Oh, I, I don't. Right, in my no, no, right. I agree. I so, agree. So again, if the yes. whole thing was just to save money, he would not have created a new position and given uh, these people raises and stuff. But uh, again, because, because that's just such a, it doesn't like, he's going to make that money back. That was because of a global pandemic. I don't, none of this has anything to do with, that he's, he's going to make his money back in ticket sales and jersey sales and all those things like public relations right it's 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 having the public feel good about your product and you give someone a, a raise and in, in title yeah we don't even know how hiring much. a team how much is hiring a team president worth in terms of public good pr seriously seriously we'll, we'll find out when when you're at the bottom of the barrel at, at, a, at a point in which your fan base is calling just, for people to get fired. See, that's not even Sell true. the team. That's 2014, 2015. Why didn't he do it then? Why didn't he do it then? Why didn't he do it in 2014, 2015? Was anybody telling him to sell the team? Yes. 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 And also, can I don't I think add, it was this. I don't think it was yes. like this. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Okay. It absolutely was. I've said it many, many times. Did you lose $150 million? Nope. That was, okay. that was pandemic related. Kind of a big deal. But still, I mean, it's happened. That doesn't have right? anything to do with creating the team president position. It has nothing to do with that. But it, but it does for the PR department. Again, it, it, I mean, if you can't see how a, the dots connect, that's fine. That's but. an awful stretch to say that, like that, it's just for that the team president thing is is going to win them this massive PR battle. I just don't. I, I, I just again, don't the raise for giving creating a team president is so small when compared with how much I, that's not positivity that generates. That's how you make that money back. I, I don't think it generates that much positivity from the okay. fans at all. For me, you sure. did do exactly what I the fans care. wanted to do. You you got rid of the GM and you created the team president. That's Some, something. Yeah, he's going to feel good about oh, yeah. that. I'm, and I'm sure they're going to fill up seats for the rest of the year because of Greg Fiesel down at Coors Field. <laughs> People are going to wear their. I have got to. What sell number some does stuff Craig Fiesel wear? In trouble before what I get in trouble. Wear? I don't know. I'm drinking my. Uh, what was his Mountain football Beach? number? Breck Brew, call the Packers. Some people say you know, we got to find out what his football number is. And you know Trading what? If you go Rogers. out there and have a Fiesel Rockies jersey with his Packers number, Drew and I will buy you a Breck Brew. Yeah, no doubt no, about it. Absolutely, I'll, I'll buy you one of these Mountain Beach. It's one of my favorites. Got, it, it, but it's a, it's a sour. It's a tart pineapple kind of sour. It's it's a, it's an adventurous beer. May not be your thing. That's okay. They got Avalanche Amber Ales. They got lagers they got all kinds of fantastic stuff if you do like the exciting ones this one the strawberry sky have some seltzies that's what it sounds like when it comes right out of you i saved that one for you saturday was 80 degrees i feel like that's why you you're drinking the mountain beach like you're you're feeling summer vibes yeah is that where that came from 
Yeah, even though it's like raining outside and the game just got postponed. And all that. But I'm I'm feeling like I'm at the mountain beach right now with this. Drink this, drink your Celsius. You can drink them down at the DNVR bar. And if you're a member, you get a bigger one. Plus, you get access to all of our written content. You get discounts on hats and shirts and masks. Um, you get access to our Discord chat room. We're always talking baseball 24-7, plus all the other sports, TVs, movies, music, spirited conversation going on I saw today in the music channel. Uh, always there's a snowboarding, skiing operation, people sharing their food stuff, the chefs out there. It's just a community. It's a family, man. We appreciate each and every single one of you. When you subscribe, you become a part of the DNVR family. Again, that written content, the discounts on all the stuff, the bigger beer, access to the discord chat room and if you get the annual we'll send you a free shirt and a holistic stick from our friends at holistic wellness check them out at h-o-l-i-s-t-i-k wellness.com and use the promo code dnbr30 uh, to get 30 percent after they've sent you the 10 milligrams of cbd for free in that cbd stick when you've become an annual member all of that just for joining the family so do it today at the dnbr.com and because we're pretty deep into this thing, I've got to do a few more of these uh, spirited conversation today. Gabby Insurance, get a better insurance. That's how you remember how to spell it. G-A-B-I dot com slash D-N-V-R stands for get a better insurance because that's exactly what they do. Saved me 480 bucks for the year. Saved our guy, Eric Weedham over a grand. Takes less than 10 minutes. There's no texts or emails, no phone calls, no hassle. It costs you nothing. All it does is lets you pay less money per year on your insurance. You're probably paying too much for home or car insurance. So check them out today at gabi.com slash DNVR. Now, Drew, I have a source. It's not a reliable one, but it is a source that said Dick Monfort did go to gabi.com slash DNVR. And with all of his cars, that is where he was able to save enough money to give a raise to the interim GM and the team president. Again, not reliable, but that would explain. <laughs> that makes sense. How much money was he, would that, he that, save? How much exactly would you save by so Probably a lot. <laughs> That's Now that would be good advertising right there. You're like, look, right? we have some celebrities that have been paying a lot. And some of them have saved $325,000 with us. Like, <laughs> if true, I'm sure they would tell us that. I don't know. They'd probably mention that. <laughs> Uh, it's just a uh, last one for you. Just more money in your wallet for your Hassle Cattle Beef Company. That's what I ended up spending it on, getting Wagyu beef from Hassle Cattle Company. Best beef in the world, hands down. I've been trying it. I've been, well, tr trying. <laughs> I've been eating it nonstop for months now. Uh, the ground chuck, the ground beef, the bacon in the morning, the hamburgers have won awards. The steaks are to die for. Absolutely fantastic stuff. You can get 20 or I'm sorry, 10% off by using promo code DNBR10, but you can get free shipping if you order over 200 bucks, which I highly recommend, especially if you've got the freezer space. It's good stuff, man. So check them out today at Hassle Cow Company. That's H A S S E L L Cattle Company.com. Delicious. They got the good meats, they got those delicioso meats. Yeah. It's, it's man, oh, good stuff. I don't know how I'm I having work. a BLT tonight. I'm having it with, with their bacon. There yes. you go. Mm. But I, I haven't had BLTs in a while. My wife started working it back in the rotation a couple months ago. Now about once a week. Luckily, yeah. you got to be careful with that. Too much bacon and clogs up that heart. But right. uh, watching some fun and frustrating and frustrating Rockies baseball gets gets the blood going again. It's, so you know what? 
it, right? it, it works together. It actually ends up working out. I feel healthier when I eat Hassel Cattle Company and I watch the Rockies. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. Wash it down with a little Breck brew. It's, it's perfect. Absolutely. Or if it's in the morning, you know, morning game, get a little Strava Craft coffee, of course. Um, but yeah, the, the one other thing that I wanted to say, we'll, we'll give a couple of quick picks here at the end uh, for the upcoming Giants series. Maybe I'll hop on DraftKings Sportsbook in a second, take a, a couple of looks at that. But the other thing that, that's very pleasing, and, and we've sort of talked about this before, you're right, there's like the hardcore, crunch the numbers, baseball side of things about how good do you want the Rockies to be and how good should they be and what should their expectations be and what standard do they hold themselves to and uh, can they not be the black sheep of sheep of major league baseball which i will balk at forever but still whatever that that entire conversation needs to be had and 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 goes on and on and on but then there is the other human part of it and i've brought this up several times as a failing of the brightage administration that uh did not exist in the Dan O'Dowd administration. And one thing that makes me very pleased to see Bill Schmidt, especially because, you know, you and I both got some private messages about Greg Fiesel and some public things that, you know, a straight shooter. He's a, he's a <laughs> straight shooter with upper management little, written all over him. Yeah. He sounds like one. Uh, he sounds like your hard ass boss. That's who he sounds like. And sometimes those guys get results. And so we'll, sure. you know, we'll see, but I, I did worry. And, and, and I've wondered, you know, post Brightish, like this team needs a deep breath. They need a team papa. They need a guy that makes everybody feel good. And Bill Schmidt is one of the most affable people in the organization. And it's, you know, for these next couple of months, again, it remains to be seen. Will they be wheeling and dealing with Story and Gray? We're both kind of leaning toward less of that, likely under Bill Schmidt. More focusing on the upcoming draft and, and some of these other things and development of the young players and all that. Um, but it's kind of nice, man, to have someone in charge, uh, you know, presumably he'll do a, a press conference here before too long and, and take some questions. And I'm really looking forward to that and hearing from him because in addition to everything else, it's kind of like the president, right? The president's job is to pass laws and, and do a bunch of real world stuff. And that stuff's all really important, but there's also that like ceremonial crap that you also ha- kind of have to make people feel good that's a part of it. And that's a part of being the GM. And Jeff Breidich was terrible at it. He never made people feel better about anything ever. He almost always made people feel worse when he opened his mouth. And so I'm, I'm excited to see what Bill Schmidt can do, given the opportunity to speak to Rockies fans during this kind of shaky time. Yeah. And it will be interesting, especially, you know, this kind of coincidentally corresponds with the opening of the minor league baseball season tomorrow, yeah. which is exciting, you know, and uh, Rockies prospects all, all over the country. And, and so many of them that, you know, we, we barely saw from the, the 2019 draft because they only started playing in June. Those are all his guys, right? They, all the, all the players last year from 2020, you know, didn't, didn't get to see them at all. So it's kind of interesting um, that, that symmetry, how that ends up playing out and, and hearing them talk about those guys and, and what that, that rep means and, and represents to the team. Because, yeah, there are those conversations uh, that have had maybe more behind closed doors than any other about, like, hey, when Breidich walks in the room, you know, how the guys in the clubhouse feel towards it. Whereas now, Bill Schmidt's one of their guys. They're like, that's like my uncle. Or that's like, there's guys that might even consider Bill Schmidt a father-like figure because, hey, man, he was coming to my games when I was 15, 16 years old. Seriously. He was in my house talking to my aunt, my mom, all that, this, that, and the other. 
um, you know, b- before I was drafted. And like, there's that, that has an important value um, that again, you can't really calculate into, you know, dollars per war uh, or negative dollars per war. <laughs> um, but it's, so it's, it's something that we can't necessarily calculate, but it could be something that, you know, puts a bandaid on the situation and uh, allows the, the Rockies in the clubhouse to rub some, some salve on, on this uh, situation and, and, kind of allow the bridge for, all right, we're going to have a new era post Breidich is what you said. I don't, I, that stuck out to me. I wrote that down post Breidich. I did. I did you didn't say even say that. era. You just said post Breidich. I think it should just be post Breidich. Um, sounds like the opening act for uh, post Malone. Maybe if he had his own little yeah. post rap group, um, <laughs> nevertheless, post Breidich era, right. We're going to, we're going to have somebody new and Bill's going to do a good job kind of, Having that that bridge, that post Breitich bridge, yeah, post Breitich barrier, even. yeah, yeah, and and for the handful of people, I, I did just get. I think uh, these were coming in on Twitter. I had a, I had a couple of people asking me, like, is there any shot that that he's the long term GM? And uh, no. Uh, no, my understanding is not only are the Rockies not interested in doing that, he just wants to be the scouting director. You know, he's fine to do this for now, but I, I no, uh, so yeah. This is uh, it's an interesting and exciting time uh, and, and potentially nerve wracking time, because, like you said, again, there, there are plenty of ways that they can get it wrong. And, and I ultimately agree with, you know, uh, something you, you dropped in the middle of all of that, which is a, a wait and see thing. I, I really am as much as I you know, the reason I, I argue the other side of it is because one, it, it almost never comes up, right? You can say, and I'm not saying that you were doing this. I'm saying one, a person could say you could make up out of thin air, a really negative thing about Dick Monfort and publish it. And most people are going to believe you. And most people aren't going to challenge it just because that's unfortunately like kind of how our society works now and and once people have decided these things that's why i kind of tried to this draw is where that we need line. to know sources this is where we need right. to understand that that and piece of like this is just a yahoo that has a platform versus well no this is someone who's been around been behind the scenes they they do know what's going on and then there, there's people that can be in between right you can still have those connections maybe be a yahoo um but also be have, have some respect uh with, within the journalistic community there are those spectrums and you're right we we live in a world today where it's hard to to identify that, or we have people that don't know how to identify that. Right, and so that's why when you you know you said wait and see, that's that's almost always been my mantra on these kinds of things, and that's why sure. I do draw the distinction between benefit of the doubt and uh, assuming the worst. I you know I, I absolutely disagree with the comment here that we should assume the worst about Dick Monfort. I don't believe that you should assume the worst about anybody unless they're like a real like. I, you know what I mean? Not, not, no one in baseball, you know, I'm talking, like serial murderers, fine, go right on ahead. But I, I think it's bad practice. I think it's, it, it, and, and it leads to uh, kind of toxic, and it, it oftentimes even leads to like lazy argumentation of like, I don't even have to prove my point because that person over there sucks and everybody knows it. So, you know, for me, it, it ultimately comes down to when you've got, um, information when you actually have information people telling you no he's he's doing things differently and yeah actually they're gonna go outside the organization yeah he says he's stepping away from you know stuff like you said you've always got to look at that other side too but for me that's that's the distinction between benefit of the doubt which is when you know he says hey i didn't do this and then a credible other source is saying yes he did 
And that's, you know, when you've got conflicting information, then yeah, I'm not giving Dick Munford the, the benefit of the doubt, but I'm not going to. And, and again, I just don't do this for anybody. I don't assume the worst, the, until it happens, I don't believe it. Mantra is one I swore off years and years ago. Uh, I, I just, I don't think that that I, I and again, why, why disbelieve it? Why, why take a position either way, as you ultimately said in the middle, the, the correct answer is wait and see human beings are interesting and complicated. And, you know, we can sit here all day and say, this won't happen, or this will happen, or this person feels this way or doesn't. But ultimately there is a truth and we don't know it. No, the only, the only person who does is the person who's the topic of the conversation. For sure. And yeah, it, it's wait and see. You're 100 percent right. It, yeah, it, no, that was wait and see. You were 100 percent right. You, I was right. you said wait and see. Yeah, I know. We can we, can we we're gonna have to cut that out. I'm gonna have to use <laughs> no, that right. as a drop of you saying that I'm right. But right, it it we're, we're we are gonna have to wait and see. But while we wait and see, we can still talk about what oh, I mean, might happen, were, yeah. what we worry about, and it's yeah. talking the talk. You know, he's talking the talk. Okay, that's good. And we we have to see if he's gonna really walk the walk and. For me, and, and I think for some people that uh, have those doubts, yeah, maybe it is uh, somewhat like assuming the worst, but it also would seem foolish to assume the best, right? Which, which again, no one is doing for Dick Mopper. Nobody assumes the best. And that's why I, I have to draw that as distinction. Because it does I think, feel like you are, to be honest. It does feel like uh, to I, the degree you are. Uh, I mean, again, I, I wholeheartedly disagree. I feel like I've said several things throughout this conversation in my writings and, and on Twitter and again, over and over again about how, of course, Dick Monfort is an obstacle that can be overcome. The difference between you and me is just I believe he can be overcome and by not even the most genius, just like by a relatively adept general manager. I think with what I've seen from Monfort in his history, that can be overcome. But again, I've I've never denied uh, any of the realities again, like you, you said, even the off season, right. I, I drove the train about the, this right. guy is, That's right. is an issue. But even in those, I happen to mention it's limited in the ways in which he is an issue. He gets involved in these very specific ways. That's, so, what, that's where it becomes tricky, right? Cause if you, if you have someone who's like, look, it's limited in the issue that this person is a serial murderer, but they are a good person. They don't steal from other people. Again, they don't covet others' that's possessions. So, that's so way out. Yeah, that's you extreme. Know, yeah. I yeah, get that, it. That's an but at the same time, not, that's why I fight back against the it puppet. It is choosing to, to look at it in that way as well, I, I feel. No, it's 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 an accurate reading of the situation. When people say Dick Monfort medals all the time, I say, no, no, he doesn't. Go back and look at the baseball decisions. That's not true. It's a generalization of all the time, right? right? Not it's literally the all thing, the time. Just it's the same enough. That's saying the he's cheap. He doesn't spend enough. I, 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 you get that all the time. Like, again, not true. That can be debunked when you go through and look. doesn't spend on the right things. So again, my, my point here has always been to make sure that the critiques are, one, accurate, and two pointed in in the most constructive direction. And so for me, it's like, yeah, you can sit there all day and say, ah, uh, you know, he's got a history of generally messing up. To me, that's way, way, way too generic, not nuanced enough for a human being. And again, that's why I don't like the, he's Dick Monfort, therefore he's going to mess things up. It's like, does he mess up everything or what has he specifically messed up? And then when you go and look at that and you start putting through and you look and you go, no, actually it makes perfect sense that he would get some of these things that, that this is different. Like I said, it's perfectly logical. 
I don't believe that if he was just hiring a team president for PR, he would do it now and wouldn't have done it in 2014, 2015. That to me does not track with what I know about the man. So again, just because he normally screws things up, does it, that's, that's too unnuanced for me. So I'm not going out here selling the opposite of what you're selling, which is he's going to get it right. He's going to get the right guy for the job. And that guy's going to make the team competitors for the next several years. What I'm basically saying is they're almost certain to go up. We'll see what happens. In the meantime. Not. <laughs> yeah, yes. You can't not. You can't not. Okay. I'll take. <laughs> but, but again, focusing on the bigger thing being the restructure and that legitimately buying him a little bit of leeway. Again, not a little bit of benefit of the doubt, but it's a reason to believe that things have changed. I can't sit here for eight to 10 years and scream, change, 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 change. And then he goes, okay, I'm going to do these things differently. And I go, yeah, but you don't mean it. Like that to me is, is abusive on the other side, right? Like that. So it's just like, and that's not, I, and that's not what I'm saying. I, and I know, I know, but some, again, because, some because there's hope. Cause as you're kind of like, uh, as you're laying it out here is, Hey, there's that hope. And I, and I still have that hope. But if, if we're talking about, well, how could this play out? There is a scenario. And, and that's all I'm saying is, oh, of course, is I can see this scenario playing out. Cause you say he's meddled before he'll likely meddle again. And until he doesn't, I have to assume that this could lead to that and that could lead to that. I'm not saying anything definitive because I don't know what the future holds. Thad Levine comes in here and becomes team president and Dick Monfort said, hey, this could be my last shot at this. You know, who knows? As me, again, my, my, my boys are, are going to take over um, when, I, when I'm gone or when I, I decide to step away. They can do what they want. But this is my last shot for me to have it. Maybe that happens this time. I can have that hope. I, I do have that hope. If I was betting on it, I would bet. I would bet not based off of what I've seen, and that's what I'm. That's what I'm sharing. But there right. is that hope. It's that is not deniable. There right. should be hope. Right. And, Skepticism, and again, but still hope. Yeah. And 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 that's why I'm showing you. Like, like I I get what people have seen, but also a lot of what. And again, not a few, but a lot of a lot of <laughs> the way Dick Monfort has talked about publicly is just very difficult to unpack because so much is just believed about him that isn't true. And then some of it is really close to true and, but still not quite there. And then some of it's just straight up true. And when you say publicly, do you, do you mean what's been written about in, in reputable yeah. sources or you just mean yeah. like people talking on social media? No, I mean, media? even people writing about in, pub, uh, in reputable okay. sources, it's very okay. easy to find in papers of record around the nation um, lowercase paper and lowercase records <laughs> of uh you know accusations of dick monford having been cheap with his payroll in the past that just didn't track with reality or uh you know it, it, again any number of those kinds of things that are just more narratives of the rockies being a joke more than actually tracking with the reality and but the, but then you know the things about not having an analytics department those things are very real those very legitimate right criticisms those kinds of things so that's, that's why it can all be so very difficult to unpack with all of this stuff right? and we're but, gonna unpack it baby that's, that's what, what we that's do. what we're here this to do every day best. we're unpacking we it um and we are unpackagers and, <laughs> go ahead and cue, cue the manscaped uh, uh that's uh <laughs> yeah right <laughs> um 
totally threw me off with unpackagers there. I was, it was like, I, I, I hit you in the stomach on an exhale. Thing. You just got to <laughs> take, catch your breath, catch your breath. Okay. Reset. Um, but yeah, and and again, so you know, I I see people out there, you know, saying, and and you even saying earlier, it sounds like I am selling the opposite of of it, saying I think he is going to nail all these things. What I'm saying, all I'm saying, is that I see legitimate change. It's in concrete evidence. We can connect the dots and guess at other things all we want, but I'm much much more comfortable with concrete evidence and with the sources in and around the organization that I trust. And when I see real change, like the creation of the team president thing, people telling me, and then him having these the public statements, and it matches up, and I go, okay, this doesn't actually conflict with the Dick Montfort that I know, because there hasn't been another time in history, even when he stepped away from doing the draft, he didn't come out and say, hey, I'm going to stop meddling in the draft. He didn't make a public statement. He just stopped. He just didn't do it anymore. And again, so people say he doesn't learn and grow or it's too slow and he doesn't make sudden overnight decisions like that. I was there in 2010. And when him meddling in the draft was a daily, constant, very real issue for this team. And he stopped because smart people told him to. So again, I don't disagree with you that there's evidence in his history that suggests he won't listen to smart people. But I do think that it's important for me to come out and say, I've seen evidence that suggests, one, he does listen to smart people, and two, that he is right now. And while that may not track with recent history, and I get that it makes people uncomfortable, I'm not telling you to hope. You don't have to hope if you don't have hope. But you have to acknowledge the concrete evidence that things are different right now. And if and if you're sitting there going, nah, this is all a smokescreen, nothing's changed. And I've seen plenty of that. Again, that's maybe not in uh, publications. That's maybe just Twitter chatter, but still. Um. You know, it's 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 an interesting dynamic. Like you've got, we can agree that there's you've change. Got Jeff Passan we both saying, agree there's a change. Right. We, have, we agree there's a change, but why is the change? Why the change? That's where we we disagree. Like because I think that could be that we we might need to see more evidence. Like is that he's saying it's because look, I changed because I know I meddle too much, and I'm saying what it could be, not that what it is. What it could be is. He, again, had smart people telling him, look, dude, you're hemorrhaging said. money. You need to do a little again, bit better job. But there's no concrete the public evidence that Correct. that's what's going on. Right? Correct. That's 100% speculation. Where there, there is public evidence of that he statements. Said it, so you believe it. No, no, I'm not saying that that you believe it. But again, that's more evidence. You, I'd rather believe in something that actually exists than something that we're you saying think could it be out there. It's no, been he, said you're you but think you, it exists you, you don't just know said that would be actual evidence if he came out and said i do i'm doing this because i've been told not to meddle that's he didn't that's say evidence to think words. that you're that that's evidence to think that your case is correct but we actually won't know it's again going back to what we said earlier wait and see of course is evidence but but that's what i'm saying it's real world public information concrete thing you can sink your teeth i'm not making it up i'm not saying the well, change this is concrete the, the change is concrete right. the why is what we don't know Okay, but at the very least, for my why, 
there's concrete real world public information and it's corroborated by private sources where for your why of always oh, doing it because he's hemorrhaging money show me the evidence that's the reason other than you just well, saying that we, we do know that happened. he is hemorrhaging we do know that he's no no, no we know he's hemorrhaging money i'm saying that that's the reason he did any of this yeah that, i don't that i don't things are, that's right it's it's just speculative and that's fine and that could be the case but i'm saying one of those he things stated is that he stated that he's making a change you're speculating that that is up. that is the fact and it's backed that's up the by speculation well, it's also backed up by him making an actual change, creating a new position and hiring a person to fill that position, getting rid of the GM, hiring an interim GM instead of just moving to the next one, promising to go outside to the organization. I see everything what I've been told to by say. my private sources. These are all concrete bits of information. No, I 100% see what you're saying. And I'm not even denying that it's a possibility. What I'm saying Look, is if, it's just speculative. If I said... Where the other things are actual... If I said I shaved my head and I shaved my mustache, you're, you're going to believe me? You're, you're going to wait to see that, it, that I've actually done it, right? That's not the same thing. When you're talking about Why wouldn't you believe me? It's concrete evidence. I said it. It's true. That's I said not it. the same thing. Plus, it's, like I said, it's been corroborated by sources and other things that have been done. That it's he said that. Is it true, though? But is it true? That's what we don't know. We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. What motivated oh him to do that? Gracious. I'm saying it could be. It could be more about the you're financials. It could be a thing that you could be. You're, you have could no be. evidence. And of, you're saying it could totally be because he really about. gets it. You're saying it could be because he really gets. It. I hope you're right. I'm saying we don't actually be, know that he really gets it. That's don't not know what that I'm saying. I'm saying that he's going to step away from baseball operations for a while, and, and thus he gets it. I guess if that's if that's your definition of him getting it is him stepping away from baseball operations for a while then fine we're also saying two different things because I, I i'm saying why did he choose to step away i feel like it could be oh at that point, from i don't PR. care well that's that what i've been talking cares. about this whole time my man well then you're holding him to it then you're moving the goalposts you're holding him to a totally different standard you said earlier that the most important thing is just that he step away from baseball operations not that he step away from baseball operations for the right reason so what's the most, I mean, the most important thing is just that he steps away, right? Who gives, a, who cares why he steps away, right? As long as he's not making baseball decisions, it's a massive We'll see, win. and we will see if, we'll have to wait and right? see if he no, actually no, no. does uh, do that, right? But but if he does, that's a massive win, right? Oh, that's yeah. What, right. So that's all, so, so that's what you're saying. You're saying he's going to step away from baseball operations, but for the wrong reasons? Because I've got the, again, the public information is that's what he's doing, is stepping away from baseball operations for now. At the very least, for a while. It's been corroborated. So again, you're just saying, well, he might be doing that for the wrong reasons. But even at that point, then who cares? Well, I think the fans would care because if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, then that means you're more likely to jump back in at, at various points. But if, if I mean, you've okay, actually learned your lesson. Being involved. Okay, never mind. If, right, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. The premise, Did he actually learn be... his lesson? That's what we don't know. That's all I'm saying. We won't know. We'll have to wait and see, right? No. And, I and hope I'm he going has. to continue to listen to the information rather than speculate. But that's just that's just me. I, I think it's more of a synthesizing this information. It's uh but it is... yeah, we can we agree that we'll have to wait and see? Of course. That's what we can everything. always agree on. We're going to have to wait and see because we don't know. <laughs> that is the ultimate thing. When you're Still talking relying, about what's inside somebody else's head, you just we don't know. Have, we, I can't wait for the day that we have some like DNVR spinoff shows. So it's like, okay, DNVR Rockies covers 
rocky stuff. And then there's DNVR silver linings where we try to, I don't know, highlight the best things <laughs> silver about the Rockies. Podcast, I thought was what and then DNVR, DNVR Rockies, wait and see. Where wait we, and see. That, that could we be the only talk the about things that that's the prospect show <laughs> with the wait and see, right? We have to wait right. and see. That's great fodder for three <laughs> years from now, looking back on stuff and seeing how completely wrong we are about stuff. But that's one of the reasons why I don't love to speculate a lot because it's like you look back and you go, oh man, well, we thought all this stuff was going to happen and then none of it happened. <laughs> like, but it is fun. It's always fun to look back on those kinds of things and go, you know, that's I, like mystery science theater 3000 watching its own movies. There you go. <laughs> that's what wait and see is. We have to record for two years. Can you imagine? And then two years in one day, that episode is all right. What that the hell did like we torture. say two years ago? Forcing ourselves to watch ourselves like clockwork orange style. Just like, look at this dumb shit. You said, look how stupid you are. <laughs> you thought it was going to be okay. Did you, you say dumbass. Tony Walters was going to be a three-time all-star? <laughs> Again, now this is great content. If we were to go back and you imagine. Oh man. Did you say Riley Pint may go down as the greatest closer? The greatest. Better than Mariana Rivera. Go back, check the tape. Four years ago. <laughs> it's right there on the tape. <laughs> check it. Check it. Uh no, we should. We should that actually that. would be worth something. If you can go back and if you want to just like congest old episodes and stuff I wonder, see what is like the worst prediction and i was gonna say i prediction. wonder what our worst predictions on the show have been again i usually mm. build in so many caveats because i'm so i'm such a wait and see guy that i don't like to go hardcore on like this is going to happen i'm, I'm such a weasel in that way um <laughs> we'll see i was definitely i mean definitely one of the wrongest things I, I was about generally on the show was the Ian Desmond acquisition and the, the possibility of him to be used, you know, in, in a flexible fashion. And a lot of that came down to the way they used him and, and, you know, him just kind of falling off in certain ways that were predictable, certain ways that weren't. But I think overall, that's probably the thing I've been most wrong about most consistently was that, you know, just kind of generally believing in the Desmond acquisition that he was going to come around and stuff. But I, yeah, I wonder what our worst predictions have been. My worst one, I think, was uh, three years ago, I predicted the 2021 All-Star game was going to be moved to Arizona. I was way off. <laughs> I was way off, guys. Way off. And look, I got A on my Samsonite. face. I'll admit it. I'll admit it. When I said three years way ago off. in 2018, no. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm sure I've had. I'm sure I've had mine. Nothing caps. comes to mind off the top of my head. I feel pretty good about a lot of my my predictions. Oh, and oh that's oh now I got to find him. Look at this guy. Look at this guy right here, dude. You're right. You're right. Because <laughs> because you went out and you you that's a big one that you 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 straight up at, uh, admitted a big one. So now the bullseye's on me right now <laughs> to find my worst prediction. I, I of course we we all get we all get that stuff wrong, right? I mean, yeah. I just nothing comes to mind off the top of my head. Yeah. I mean, you could go through a couple. I actually have a really good track record when it comes to like the prospects and stuff. But certainly, like a lot of people, I was high on Eddie Butler, and that never turned out. You know, I was, mean, that's a crap. You know, that, with prospect, I feel that's like yeah, it's a different category. It is, you know? unless you're saying that a guy definitely won't pan out, and then he does. That's opposite land. Then you do have to wear egg. And that's a weird. That. That's a weird. Why? Why are you doing that? Right. Unless you are why a you scout. Unless you you've like watched at least you know a hundred yeah. of this guy's at bats, like, come right. on. Yeah, 
Um, I had people doing that with, with Tapia for a long time. He was like a, I think the, the thing with him was like, it, it's a philosophical argument about how you're supposed to play baseball, right? That a lot of different people are having right now. And, and it was going on when he was in the minors. There was a lot of like, he'll never succeed with this. And then people being like, I don't know. I think you might succeed with this. <laughs> it was like, yeah. It's like, but that kind of stuff. Anyway. Yeah. Well, we'll people out there actually <laughs> everyone go find Patrick's biggest mistakes. I know, <laughs> dude, that's the challenge. And I know it's going to hit me in the face. Right. Be like, but I can't wait. It's going to be great. You, tell, and Gail, you, you just roast me. I'll tell you what. 15 minutes straight. Josh needs to stop swinging at that garbage out the zone. That's one thing I'll say is, yeah. you you know, you've been right about his defense 100%. And you never guaranteed him to be a star or anything, but just Fuentes generally being your dude, and he's he's eating it a little bit right now. For sure. Play. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's in, in the moment, It's it was exciting last year, and it's it's oh. been exciting, and it'll be exciting again. He'll, he'll have his moments. But it's you go wait a guy that no one is paying attention to. Yeah, you're saying he's got a, a career. He'll he'll definitely make it to the show, make an impact. He's already done that. Alan yeah. Trejo, a guy not on anyone's top thirty list. He's a guy. He's in again. Not going to be a multi-time yeah. All Star. That wasn't my prediction. I think that's even harder uh, in a sense in many ways. But uh, I've got I've got my share wrong, my share wrong. We're yeah. going to see with my it, predictions. Astros yeah. are eh, so so. In the West right now, that doesn't White Sox so are taking a bit Lou Bob out for a minute, dude. Like it's it's been a rough injury season for your White Sox too. I, there's still plenty of hope out there, but oof, that's a tough loss. We're gonna see, and well, we all don't look so good right now with the Yankees, but it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I I I almost want to go back and listen to my dumb voice and your less dumb voice, only because <laughs> it's your voice, right? We, everyone's I mean, own voice is dumb. So your right. voice is great. Right. Well, your voice is legitimately great. But you know, my I voice used to hate dumb. my voice. It's, so then it's true. So someone with a great yeah. voice hates his his her own voice. It's it just yeah. It's 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 there. So I would I would suffer through going back and listen listening to all those appearances and go, what the hell did I say? Because they're, yeah. they're out there, man. It just I flush those things. Maybe I, yeah. I flush them a it's little for bit. The best. I don't know. Get right back into. <laughs> Wait and see. Wait and see, baby. <laughs> so that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna be waiting and seeing. No ball game tonight. Uh, so the you know, seven doubleheaders for you tomorrow. We'll have all that stuff. We'll have series wrap for you the day after. Uh, be doing a lot of fun stuff this week. We're gonna have a I won't tell you who yet. We'll tease it lightly and then we'll tease it again. But we got a, a guess. big guest coming up, but a lot of big guests, actually. As I was gonna say. I mean, one you're, you're used to us having every week, so you know, Goody, we love you, but we know, you know a special you know guest one. at this point. But two two special guests uh, coming on at the end of the week for you that you guys are going to get a huge kick out of. I know you're going to love them, so make sure that you're sticking with us. You're subscribing to the DNVR.com for all the written content and all the discounts and the bigger beer and the free shirt and the holistic stick and the access to the Discord, everything that you get, all that stuff. Everything. Subscribe to the dnvr.com follow everyone on social media at drew creaseman at patrick d lines at michaela e perkins at dnvr underscore rockies make sure you're checking out our tiktok a lot of fun content on the tiktok these days i'm kind of learning how it works uh the the brendan vote doing the umpires thing was a lot of fun you can find that on our uh rockies twitter page on dnvr underscore rockies all that good stuff 
just keep being a member of the family, hanging out, being absolutely awesome out there. We really do appreciate you and promise to keep being absolutely Patrick Lyons and Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark. <laughs>